Hey guys, Garen here. A quick note about the sound quality on this episode. We are new to remote recording and things did not go perfectly. We hope it doesn't mar an otherwise awesome episode with our gracious guests, Brandon and Eric from Join the Party. Enjoy. Welcome to the D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast with your hosts, Karen and Dan. All right, welcome to the D&D Character Lab, the show based around one thing. That is compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in game. Each week we're bringing a new character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content and scoring it against a predefined table of criteria. It is then up to us to use our own personal our own personal charisma modifiers to prove to one another that our baby is best. So uh, so this week we uh, we have some special guests in uh, in the lab with us. Garen and I are on another plane, as you can hear from the audio, but our friends uh, Brandon and Eric from Join the Party have joined us, and they have collaborated on a special character, and they're going to duke it out with us. Hell yes. Hello, this is Eric. I brought my own lab coat from home, and I'm bringing my terrible monster to go eat your terrible monster. Eric, your coat smells like cat pee. Well, I brought that from home, and also that uh, I don't know if you've smelled that anytime soon, but that's also the smell of victory, my fair weather friends. Oh, no, it's also the smell of meth. Okay, no, no, got it. No, Again, that's our lab. That's another, our lab, sorry. Another self-Florida burn. There it is. Sorry, no, that's the, the, smell, the smell of meth. I, I keep forgetting that. Sorry about that. And uh, Brandon, are you, are you the cheerleader? Uh, I would ca- classify myself as the coach, but, oh, um, oh. you know. Whatever, whatever Eric needs me to do. Got cool. it. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, Brandon keeps the players from crying, and he gives me orange slices at the end of it. But only if you win. <laughs> Thanks, Papa. So, so this week we have decided to make some level ten characters, and we have decided to make pop culture characters. So something based around something that everybody would know, but converting that into a D and D five E character. And we will let you guys take the floor as to who you brought into the lab this week. I would like to tell a story to all of you it's midnight in the it's midnight in the green hills only a lone star shines in the sky uh, and it's illuminating a solitary monast- monastery out in the green hills from the monks who live there you only hear one mantra repeating i gotta i gotta and you see a blur wash come in front of you and was like was that was that the wind was it a beast and then again I gotta, I gotta, and another blur, and another, and you feel punched in the face, you, you're hit in the gut, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, and standing in front of you is a five foot tall, blue, spiky, cool fucking guy, this is Sonic the Hedge person, and he gotta go fast. Oh man. They went Sonic the Hedge person on us. Sonic the Hedge person. All right, Sonic so what, what, what race, point. class, and everything are you working with here? A Sonic the Hedge person is a is a human variant monk, level 10. He is a folk hero background. He is a chaotic, cool alignment, and he is extremely dumb. <laughs> oh, chaotic. Chaotic, cool. Yeah, chaotic, cool. Guys, uh, hey, Garen, do you mind if I switch teams? No, no, you're on my team. Okay, all right. Because I'm I'm about to I'm about to terrify these boys as I tell them about a very powerful female character high in the mountains, far, far in the north, where nothing really grows 
because it's too cold. This young woman dealt with rejection, fear, isolation her entire life until at what should have been her most grand moment, she really lost it all. And then she decided to let it go. Oh my god. We have Dan. L sucks from the movie Frigid. Oh my god. No, no, no. We can't. For licensing reasons, we cannot say the name. It's L sucks from the movie Frigid. Oh, fair, yeah. fair. <laughs> This is a variant human of the noble background. Mm -hmm. She is eight levels of sorcerer, two levels of witch, because if you've watched the movie Frigid, they call her both a witch and a sorcerer. Oh, my God. All right, that's fine. You guys can pull out some homebrew shit. Like, that's, I'll stick to my raw, and I'll, I'll show you what I got here. Just two levels of witch. Just a little dip. Okay. 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 And we are, um, we're as we said, level 10 characters. We're about to go into scoring. Our, uh, our scoring is as such. We're going to break it down into nine different categories. We have melee damage, range damage, magic damage, your ability to control a situation and the battlefield, your tankiness, how you help your friends, your overall ability balance on the character sheet, your smooth operator, which is how you handle things with a subtle charismatic flow, and your spitting fire, which is how you aggressively handle role-playing opportunities. And we're going to start with our melee damage, how does Sonic the Hedge person fare when it comes to combat, Eric? All right, listen. Sonic the Hedge person is a monk among monks. He, I want to talk about how fast Sonic goes. He has a 60 base speed. Let's start there. In uh, six seconds, Sonic the Hedge person can run 60 feet. And since he is a, uh, a monk over the proper level, he also has an extra attack. So, if I am running up on someone from 120 feet out, I can use dash, run up to them, and then use my 10 key points to hit them with my key strikes. I got stunning strike, I'm away of the palm monk, and I'm just hitting them all up in the face. I can use flurry of blows, I can use uh, my step of the wind, too, to disengage as a, as a bonus action. The stunning, the stunning strike... Oh my god, I need to read all this stuff because there's so much stuff on my character that sheet. Okay, we can, I got this. It's when you hit Constitution save, or otherwise they're stunned. Exactly. So imagine just a very, a very fast blue human running up to you, punching you in the face, and then you're stunned. Sonic also has nunchucks that do 1d8 damage plus 9, plus 9, but his unarmed are still 1d6 plus 9, so he might not even use the nunchucks. It's just really cool. I have 10 key points, as I said before. He's also proficient in simple weapons, short swords, and other monk weapons. So, like, he's really good with those with those nunchucks. And, yeah, I'm just going to keep punching you. Uh, Garen, I don't know about you, but I'm hearing nunchucks a lot. That means uh, – so I, I would say if you guys are – you know, normally we state the case of uh, we score this from plus two to negative two. I heard nunchucks a lot, so I'm going to score this as zero. I mean, unless you guys are arguing something else, of course. Wow. Okay, here we go. I also have the mobile feat, which I use with my variant human. So, first of all, difficult terrain doesn't cost me any extra movement on that attack. But when I make a melee attack against a creature, I do not provoke an opportunity attack from that creature for the rest of my turn, regardless if I hit or not. So I'm going to hit you with a 1d6 just with my palm. This is not even with a key with key adding any of that stuff. 1d6 plus 9 and then I can run away 
and do that damage without getting hurt back. I think this whole thing is set around melee damage. I don't know what you're talking about. Give me that plus two, guys. Come on. I don't know about you. I, I think we should take the executive action and make him roll that d20 right off the bat. Well, this is, this All right, is what do I got? their strongest category. And he is not saying the proper Americanized nunchucks. So, yeah, I got I to gotta force that roll. <laughs> nunchucks. All right, what am I rolling with? You're rolling a d20, and you're going to, you're going to add your charisma modifier. And then uh, the DC for a plus two is 18. Oh, my God. 17. Okay. 17, Dan. Sorry. I need to learn the rules of the show. I'm actually a guest on this show this week. <laughs> All right. Here we go. All right. I rolled. I will be honest with you. I rolled a 12 plus one, which is a 13. You guys get a plus one. Solid. All right. I'll take the take plus it. one. So, Garen, take it away. What is Elsa doing on Melee? Oh, you said it. You just cost us so much money. <laughs> I can't imagine that the the girl from Frigid, the hit the hit animated movie, can do much melee damage. She she does carry a couple of icy daggers, and uh, she could get one of those in each hand. That's a plus five to hit, one d four plus two piercing damage. Of course, she doesn't get the plus two on the offhand because she's not a two weapon expert. What is she? No, she's just a little sorcerer girl. So uh, you know, let's let's be real here. Just a little bit of dagger damage. This is a negative one. We're not we're not shooting for the moon on this. This isn't her strong category. Okay, okay, I'll take it. We're well, being honest here. I appreciate that. I'm gonna jump right into ranged. L sucks. She's got a short bow. Deals out one d six plus two piercing damage. Here's the deal though. It's a plus two to hit, so I'm I'm not I'm not saying she's gonna save the world. However, she does have a familiar, and you may know him. His name is Olaf. Oh my God. Yeah, and we actually uh, created Olaf based off of a modified ragdoll. Uh, AC of 11, HP of 6, speed of 20 feet, strength of 4, dex of 12, con of 10, intelligence of 3, wisdom 5, charisma 16. Here's the deal, though. On that ranged attack, he has a snowball ranged weapon attack. It's a plus 9 to hit, 30 feet, or otherwise 90 feet at disadvantage. Um, he can hit one target at a time, and it's 4 cold damage. I think that because we're, we're busting out a snowman once in a while, and I don't know if you've seen Frozen, he can get kind of angry. He's amorphous. He can get angry. Plus one. Okay. I've, yeah, I just think that if you need to deploy your, um, your snowy friend with you, I think you can take the plus one with that. That's okay. Wow, Garen, we're getting away easy here. So anyways, keep moving. Uh, what Here's, you got the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Sonic the Hedge person it is, not a, is not a traditional ranged attacker. I feel like if you can run up, run up to a archer who has a original range of 60 feet before you're going into longbone status, if you can run up there, hit him, run away, and then run back to your original spot, I feel like that is ranged enough already. Um, so you're, but so what you're I can me, I can close the distance range. Yes. So what I'm saying another, is another Disney. Find I can my way. The distance. Exactly. Exactly. Sonic can close the distance between a traditional archer. Just by running there, using the mobile feet, and then running back to its original spot. Maybe running into cover, and there's cover over there. Also, I can use unarmored movement. Because once you get to unarmored movement in level 9, you can run across liquids and up walls. So let's say that there is an archer in a castle. You can literally run up the castle wall, punch him in the face and then run back down, or I can use slow fall to keep myself together. So I think I can take a zero. I'm just saying Actually, it's zero. This is, this is one of the most creative arguments that we've ever had in the lab, and, and that's probably because we're dealing with just Garen and I uh, for the range <laughs> category. You definitely earn a zero. Garen, do you have any problem with that? 
No, I would agree. I really like the way he argued. I love that. Uh, you guys are suckers. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next category being burninating. What do you guys have? Sonic the Hedge person. What do you, you guys do as far as magic damage is concerned? Okay. Again, um, we're talking about a monk. We're talking about someone who has focused himself onto gotta gotta going fast and negative silly dogs. However, when you are using your key points, your key empowered strikes at level six, your unarmed strikes count as magical for the purpose of overcoming resistance, immunity to non-magical attacks and damage. That is pretty much magical attacks when you're talking about a strict melee person. I, again, I implore you to take the zero because at least I can do is punch magically. So for our listeners, one of the most popular characters that continues to reemerge is Cloud of Distant Rain. He appeared in, I believe, episode two and episode 10. He appeared in our Lovable Losers episode. And I argued this key empowered strikes thing a lot. And I like that argument. But Garen, I'll let you dispute it. I like key empowered strikes. I don't, I don't care what you say, Garen. But I'll let you talk. Dan, uh, first I want to say, you said popular. He's not a popular reoccurring character. He's just a frequent character. No, oh, dude, he's trending on Twitter right now. Hashtag cloud. Of <laughs> Might have been because of the weather, but I don't, I don't know. No, the amount of damage that uh, Sonic the Hedge person can do with his punches, all is magic damage, that falls into our category of magic damage. Eric is being reasonable with a zero. I got no problem with that. I'm, I'm ready to beat him up on later categories here. I think I thought he was going to come in hot with a one or two on this. I can accept a zero. Listen, you, I wait thought, a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll take the plus one. Excuse me. I will take no. that plus one. Oh. Let me roll for that plus whoa. one. Whoa. I said I was ready to argue the plus one or oh. plus two. Hold the phone. Eric, we're playing civil. I thought you wanted us to join the party. I, I always that, that want was, you to join the party. I thought that was basically our invite, but <laughs> I don't know, man. You can't just go switching up. Garen, what's, what's the call here? Zero. Yeah, zero. Okay. All right. Moving All right, on. I'll take the zero. You know, you, you came in too soft, you know? You got to come yeah. in the lab ready to go. Oh, just wait. Just wait, guys. Just wait. I believe the next category is control. Is that right, Garen? No, we haven't done our magic damage. No, no, you're oh, fine. Oh, no, let's just keep oh, going. No, no, yeah, well, that's, going, a, fine, that's a plus. Fine. No, that's a plus two. That's why I skipped it. Because, listen, when, when Sucks gets going here, and uh, she's really throwing the snow around on the mountaintops, singing all of her favorite songs, written by the Lopez's. She, uh, she, she's got a couple of cantrips with uh, Frostbite, Ray of Frost, Chill Touch. She's got a couple of level one spells with Chromatic Orb, Thunder Wave. She's got... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Thunder Wave? Yes. <laughs> from from Elsox, from uh, the movie Frigid, that I obviously have seen, but I don't remember any electric-type uh, moves from her. Was there not just a bomb cyclone in the Northeast? There definitely was, yes, there, I say so. That's because the weather people didn't know how to say Thunderwave. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, okay, let's keep going. Snillock Snowball Swarm, Ice Storm, and Storm Sphere. I mean, she's dealing out so much damage. I don't need to get into the minutia on this. I've got plenty of spell slots to spare, plus Elemental Adept. This is the feat we took with our variant human. Her spells that deal cold damage ignore any resistance or immunity to cold damage, and damage rolls of one are automatically a two. So that's a little boost as well. You might as well just give mm -hmm. us the plus two on that. I think you should roll for it. Let's roll for that plus two. Good call. So Elsux has a plus five to her charisma, so I need to roll a 12 or better. Oh, God. I rolled an eight. We did not get it. <laughs> no! Plus one. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, the next category being control, basically how you control the battlefield and out of the battlefield. So I'm going to argue a plus two, and here's why. I've got Levitate, I've got Friends, 
I've got friends, guys. I've got a couple. Congratulations. I have Cackle as so th- basically we we have used Mage Hand Presses Witch and Cackle extends the duration of Hexes, which is one of the witch's abilities, by 60 feet per one round uses a bonus action. So, I have Gust. Um I have Warding Wind, which has a has a number of effects. It deafens myself and other creatures in the area it extinguishes unprotected flames in the area that are torch size or smaller it hedges out vapor gas and fog that can be dispersed by strong wind the area is difficult terrain for creatures other than me and uh, attack rolls of ranged weapon attacks have disadvantage if the attack passes through the wind uh the casting duration is 10 minutes I also have Detect Magic Thunder Wave which the reason that's coming up is obviously it pushes the opponent uh, on right, a right. success on on a failed save, all right. And I also have the disorient hex, which uh, allow me to explain. As an action, I'm able to choose one creature that I can see within 60 feet to make a Constitution saving throw, and then on a failed save, whenever this target makes an attack roll before the end of the, my next turn, it must roll a d6 and subtract that number that is rolled on the d6 from its attack roll. Mm. So. That is solid control, and that is where I will conclude my argument of a plus two. Hmm. Those are a lot of control spells. Again, I think your biggest one is one that is not traditionally from the player's handbook, and I just don't know how I feel about that. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're new. You, we, we cheat. I know. I should have known. <laughs> I really should have known. Welcome to the big show, buddy. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. I, I got to step into your circus ring here. Listen, I'm always just going to tell you to roll on the roll on a plus two. Oh, you only get one per episode. Oh, no. That's fine. All right. <laughs> I, I'm glad I use it for magic. Okay. That's fine. Wait, 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 wait. To be fair, to be fair, we cheated. Garen, roll. All right. That cackle's dope. And also, if cackle affects you, I don't know if that's a plus two if your main control thing also makes you kind of messed up. Solid point. Roll the dice. <laughs> I rolled a five. We didn't get it. <laughs> uh, plus one. All right. All right. All right. What do you guys have for control? So when you're talking about, again, when you're talking about a monk, uh, it seems like tankiness, which is coming up next, and control are very much tied together. So I don't want to like Uh, lump them all all together. But what I can say is that Sonic can take, he has two attacks. So he can can aggro more than one uh, person if you're in a, uh, more than one attacker if you are in a skirmish or something like that. Again, he can run up, up and down walls. He can run across liquids. He can slow fall. Sonic is really good at not taking damage. Sonic's armor class is 17. His dexterity saving throws are plus 9. He has an acrobatics of 9. If he, they have animals, he has an animal handling of 5. So maybe he might, he might be able to turn them over because he is from Mobius, where everyone is just kind of an animal at the same time. He also has purity of body. If there is any poison around, he can take that damage, and it makes him immune to disease and poison and just kind of wipe all that out. For now, just, and I don't want to spoil anything that's coming up later, but I would give Sonic a plus one for control. Wow, really clever argument. Um, didn't have anything too juicy, you know what I mean? Like, there wasn't anything that really... But well, I was, there, was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, there yeah, were a got, lot of tanky elements in there. I, I, I got uh, one more thing. Again, okay. for the mobile feet, I, I, when I attack those creatures, so I hit those two... They might have the opportunity to do an, uh, an opportunity attack against me, but, of course, I can do that without it. I can also use my key points as patent defense to use the dodge action as my bonus action. So I'm aggroing those people. So I'm just going to say plus one. I'm not going to plus two. I'm I'm gonna, gonna... As, a, as, a, as the resident monk expert, I'm going to argue zero because I didn't hear any stunning strike in there. Oh, st- <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm arguing zero. I'm argu- Garen, what do you say? You concur? Concur. I'm looking. Yeah. It's right there. It's literally yeah, stunning. Right. 
Stunning strike. I mean, you know, game changer. We'll give you the plus one. You're the guest. Thank you. And you're putting like you're putting up with the smell of cat pee and all that. We're we're fine with it. Burn your shit. <laughs> I said stunning strike earlier in the episode. I thought that, that I could take that before. You did. But if you know anything about our show, you know that I recycle things and cheat a lot and Garen <laughs> usually is not paying attention. What's next, Garen? Tankiness. All right. I'm taking this. This is this is an undeniably plus two. Just okay. hear me out. Armor class. 17. The mobile feat doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. I have stunning strike, which would keep, uh, which I can do against them. Sorry, I already said that. I just wanted to say it again because you yelled at me. Evasion. My deck saving throws to only take half damage, and I already have plus nine to deck saving throws. Then I also have wholeness of body, where I can use my hit points. I can bring back hit points that are equal to three times my monk level. So I can bring back 30 points of damage if I ever get hurt. I'm also aggroing. I'm also just getting up in everybody's face because Sonic is obnoxious and terrible. I'm running around the battlefield. Everyone is trying to hit me, and no one can hit me. Here's, here's what I'm arguing. Here's what I'm arguing. You said a plus two. Again, resident, resident monk expert coming in. I'm taking a plus one. I didn't hear any deflect missiles or slow fall. Oh, I'm sorry that I need that slow fall isn't just being used for six stunts. I don't use slow fall for my tankiness. I just do what it would press all of the hedgehog babes that are over there. <laughs> Dan, I am going to argue that he gets the plus two because I have tried to use slow fall for sick stuff in the smooth operator, and you shut me down on that because you're the monk. You're not the monk it expert. You're just the monk fanboy. It is. It's true. Sorry. I would also say that deflect missiles, although it is cool to grab something out of the air and throw it back, that is still a really poor use of key points. Whenever I play a monk, I never really use it because you're using it to grab it out of the air and then you're trying to, like, that only now that I'm on level 10, like, I'm not used to this and be having a monk at level 10 where I can use my hit dice at, at 1d8 to actually bring it down. I just got 10 key points and, like, I'm not going to spend it trying to throw things back when they're probably going to miss anyway because my armor class is 17. And a single tear falls from my eye and you get a plus two. Bangarang, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Garen, what do we have for tankiness, man? We actually have more than you'd think for a little uh, sorcerer babe. Please. She's got, uh, she's got an armor class of 12. That's the low point. But going up from there, she can cast Absorb Elements, where she can negate 1d6 damage from uh, some elemental damage. She has the Heart of the Storm as part of her sorceress origin, uh, the Storm Sorcerer, of course. Mm. She's got resistance to lightning and thunder damage. Also, as part of being a witch. Now, our witch thing we took from Mage Hand Press, which is a fantastic little third-party publisher that's creating content for their patrons. You get a curse. All right, so if you have the hollow curse, your soul has been divorced from your body, trapping you in limbo between life and death. When you reduce a hostile creature to zero hit points, you drain some of its life force and gain temporary hit points equal to your witch level plus your charisma modifier, which would mean we'd get seven temporary hit points whenever we kill a creature or reduce it to zero for that matter we also have olaf which makes a fantastic uh, meat shield in the uh, you know the term snow based <laughs> but put him in front of you he doesn't care would you say he just needs to let it go he does he knows for the first time in forever i think he needs to do his part <laughs> <laughs> and we also have gust where you could push creatures away from you so she can kind of control the situation there was one other thing too wasn't there dan the ten, um i gave this one to you i don't know so i heard control i heard you said control the situation which is the last category <laughs> 
Well, I, I think it's fine. I think this is a really solid zero. You have a very a, a magic user who can take care of herself, and I will give you that zero. No negatives there, but I think it's, it's zero. Garen, he's starting to host our show. Did you know what, Dan? He articulated that beautifully. I didn't think it deserved more than a zero. Okay, zero. Sorry, guys. I, I have to. I have to say something. I, I I took it easy on you in this in the um in the tankiness category. Uh, I actually forgot something because I was so determined to take what was in the game book and just shove your faces in it. Sonic the Hedge person, as you know, is a monk and doesn't have much for any sort of uh, like worldly, worldly valuables. Uh, he doesn't really need gold. So he's actually holding something. Uh, wait a minute. Chair. Wait a minute. Have you ever played Sonic the Hedgehog? I have. All he does is collect gold rings. And what happens when Sonic gets hit? He throws all of his gold rings away involuntarily and he's pissed he's mad well i really think that he's just giving his tithes back to the community and as a monk he uses the chaos coin purse now once per day you can beseech the great the uh great masters that have taught you all of your martial arts you can give 25 gold to parry 1d6 damage you can give 50 gold to parry 1d10 damage you can give 100 gold to parry 1d20 damage or you can try for 200 gold to bury 1d to parry no, actually, 1D actually damage. thematically thematically that's perfect yeah garen garen give him a plus three no thematically no thematically if 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 sonic gets hit and he has no gold he dies if he gets hit and he has gold he gives up his gold and that acts as a buff plus three solid argument plus three i don't give it unless we roll a natural 20 but that that was solid where did you come up with that i came up with it today i actually talked to um shout out to our patreon uh to our discord i was asking them if there was a, a way for a monk to parry and i had this idea of the of the coin purse so they, he was literally throwing those that gold away and i was trying to think about like you if you had a role to like beseech your god or to like look inside yourself but we really just put you can just parry it and it's once per day and then the the randomization is up to the amount of damage so i, I can it. still wow. give away a hundred gold and roll one and then i still get all that get all the hurt uh, un undisputed plus three Eric, I hope you appreciated that butt smooching from Dan because it probably just also won you the episode. <laughs> no, no, not true. Ally assist is the next category, and that is how well you are able to assist other members of your party. And let me tell you something. Elsucks has careful spell, which let me explain that to you. When you cast a spell that forces other creatures to make a saving throw, you protect those creatures from the spell's force. To do so, you spend one sorcery point and choose a number of creatures up to your charisma modifier, which in our case is five. A chosen creature automatically succeeds on the saving throw against the spell. We also have Dancing Lights, which can either make for one killer party once you guys get back to the inn, or <laughs> can light up a dark area for those of us without dark vision. We have the Familiar, which um, is Olaf, and he has an ability which is Friend to All. Friend to all is Olaf has advantages on advantage on saves against intimidation and being frightened. Mm -hmm. um, he also, nope, that's it for him. I don't know why I was thinking <laughs> that's it for him. But I also have Storm Guide. Uh, we took the Storm Sorcerer at sixth level. You gain the ability to control the weather around you. If it's raining, you can use an action to to, to cause it to stop raining in a in a twenty foot sphere. Uh, you can end this effect as a bonus action. If it's windy, you can use uh, a bonus action each round to choose the direction the wind blows in a 100-foot radius sphere around you. The wind blows in that direction until the end of your next turn. Uh, this feature doesn't alter the speed of the wind. We have Storm 
guide, which I just explained, I listed it twice. So <laughs> that is it. I think listing it twice gives me an automatic plus two. <laughs> I, I, no, that's not how reading works. It also like it? no, no, it's not how reading works at all. Darren, I don't, I don't think you've been watching the news or reading Rainbow. <laughs> I've got all those on VHS and oh Lazy God. <sighs> Listen, you, you're dev. I really like that um, saving throw one. I really do, but I can't. Like Olaf, how many hit points does Olaf have? Like, let me, tell me, please. I mean, it ha- He has six. He's got six. Six hit points. So first of all, you okay? If you're arguing, you're arguing Olaf to be part of your tankiness, so you could use him as a six HP meat shield. <laughs> what happens when he's dead? No one wants to be friends with Olaf. But you can resummon him as an action. Oh God, that is so good. That's so cheap and so good. God damn. Yeah. Which, you know, is in a third party non wizards content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. I, so stick that in your coin purse. Uh, that coin purse was good. You know what? You guys were Garen, kind of Garen, me press the plus my rage button. Garen, press my rage button. We're about to get a plus two. <laughs> yeah, take take the plus two. Take it. Uh, call me Tracy for the rest of the episode. <laughs> All right. So how do you help your friends? <laughs> All right. I guess a lot of that stuff is still tied up with its tankiness and uh, control of the battlefield. He is taking damage. Uh, he's taking damage. Now, here is the way that it's actually going to help. Sonic is extremely obnoxious. Now, when as a monk, I have proficiency in one musical instrument, and I don't know if you know this, but Sonic the Hedgehog canonically can play the electric guitar. So, using that to distract, pull, and aggro away, and with all the aggro I said before, he also has a plus six in survival. So, if he is going to underbrush, he can get out of there. Also, with the mobile difficult terrain does not cost me extra movement, so I can lead attackers away and to help out my friends. Ugh. I gotta say. Also, he can throw gold in other people's direction, which is pretty cool with the cast going first. Very I don't know. Peter I don't, I don't, have, much. I don't have much here for this one. No, no, that's okay. okay. No, because part of your argument was he's obnoxious. And for allies, as any of our listeners can relate, and I'm sure your listeners as well, uh, we all really appreciate the obnoxious guy at the table uh, for our D&D game. So I think that that easily earned you a minus two. Wow, wow. He's not obnoxious to other players. He's obnoxious to the enemies in game, you know, when you're playing the role playing game. Now, Dan, Dan, let me um Eric, I will I will give you a minus one if you can verbally produce a sweet guitar lick. How was that? No, I liked it. Finger slide and and a little bit of fast finger movement. That was some high dexterity. So I don't <laughs> Listen, know. plus nine, plus nine guys. Yeah, plus nine on that dex. I like that. Wait, hold on. We got some real guitar foley in here. Oh, I think Aaron, zero? Wait, his voice sounded better than the actual guitar playing. (laughs) That's fair. It's because Brandon (laughs) brought his guitar over to me, and then I started slamming on it. I was was very confused why you had a guitar on hand, but you didn't seem to know how to wield it. (laughs) That's fair, yeah. That's what Brandon's my coach. He just brings in items whenever I might need it. Uh, Garen, your call. I think this is a minus one. I think it's a zero. They brought a real guitar. You asked him (laughs) to do a guitar lick, and he got a real guitar in, like, no time. (laughs) Zero. Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, so, okay, how balanced is your character sheet? I will tell you, I am min-maxed like nobody's business. I have a plus five to dexterity. Um, I have a plus two to wisdom because those are the two that come together for my armor class. Um, my con and my charisma are plus one. 
Um, I got a zero in strength, which is kind of surprising for Sonic the Hedgehog, and a negative one in intelligence. Uh, my my flaw is that he's very very dumb, and he has a bond with chili dogs. So I got to say he's pretty he's pretty hurtful. Although this is still a workable character. So although it's min maxed, although it is all focused on getting his speed up as high as possible to 120 feet in six seconds, which is about the time of a of a round, which is faster than Usain Bolt's 9.52 meters per meters in a in his world record pace. I looked that up. He's not he very decided, valid. He decided sports, Garen. We just lost. Um, I, I I more followed the prompt than tried to make a balanced character, but I would play Sonic the Hedge person. I would definitely say that. I'm putting your I'm throwing myself at your mercy. I don't really know what to say here. Well, how balanced do you think you make you, this character is for what he needs to do for what this monk is supposed to accomplish as a monk? Do you think this is a uh, perfectly balanced character? Oh yeah, as a monk, this is exactly what you want. You want a, a monk who has high armor class can do damage uh, while still adhering to I mean, while using numb chucks and unarmored attacks, and I can do many of them. So as a monk, yes. I'd say plus one, really. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I'm down with it. Garen? I think we're also I think we're also sporting a plus one here. We've got a strength of eight, so that's a minus one, a dex of 14, plus two, that's a con of 10, intelligence of 13, wisdom of 13, and charisma of 20. She's got... Ooh, charisma uh, of 20? God damn. Have you met a princess? I have no, yeah. I have not. <laughs> She's a queen now, Dan. Could you please keep up with the story? Jesus. All right. Um, she's uh, proficient in history, insight, nature, perception, and persuasion, which is a plus nine to persuasion. I mean, if she wants to get something done, it's going to happen. Coupled with that passive perception of 15, I think this is also a plus one. I mean, the sorcerer and the witch use charisma spellcasting modifiers, so her spell attack is a plus nine. And, Dan, her DC is a what, a 16? Yes. 17. 17. Good job, Dan. Yeah, her, her spell save DC is a 17. So I think... I no, it's a 16. It's A plus proficiency plus modifier. Oops, I didn't update that. Listen, if you want to put that plus one in your spellcasting modifier and then just take the zero, that's fine. For once, I'm going to say that Garen is making a fair argument by arguing a plus one here. <laughs> and let it be known... For our one listener that thinks I'm always wrong, when you eventually hear this episode, in this situation, I was right. There you go. Good job. Be told. We're, we're agreed ones on both sides. We move on to Smooth Operator. I think so. Smooth Operator, I've mentioned Levitate. So you, you walk in, you know, everybody's got their back turned. Nobody sees you come in. She's a, she's a slender little girl. You just levitate over to the altar where the Beast King is doing his prayers, and then you begin your attack, your spell attack. I don't know what it is. I, don't, I, I can't tell you. That's going to come in a reg- aggressive charisma. But I will tell you, I also have the friend spell. Olaf has a plus 10 stealth in snow. You're not going to see him coming. I will also tell you that I have subtle spell. And subtle spell allows me to, when I cast a spell, I can spend one sorcery point to cast it without any somatic or verbal component. Again, you levitate, Ooh. you cast a spell, and nobody knows it's coming because you're silent. That's right. Is that from... Is that from sword, just sorcerers, just from uh, yeah, that's, the class? That's, yeah, that's... Garen, what do they call that? Meta magic. Yeah, meta magic. Yep. Dang, I gotta play a sorcerer. Damn. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're mad cool. Mad cool. And then I also have tempestuous magic, which allows me to use a bonus action on my turn to cause whirling gusts of elemental air to briefly surround me immediately before or after I cast a spell first level or higher. Doing so allows me to fly up to 10 feet without 
provoking an opportunity attack. So even if I cast a spell that does not that is not an aggressive spell, like fly, something along those lines, I can use this tempestuous magic to fly away so that nobody even sees that I was there. Mm-hmm. I'm arguing, of course, a plus two. Okay. I think you get the plus two, but I think that you kind of used all of your argument for your next one, so just watch out. <laughs> Valid point, because that's Garen. There it is. <laughs> okay, I'll give you the plus two. I think I think that's really fair. That's that. Um, I don't know much about sorcerers, so the fact that you can say that without somatic or verbal, the fact you can just kind of like do it, that's very good. I, I agree. It's very, it's very Elsucks, if you ask me. I think so, how she can just kind of, like, turn it on. And your charisma is so high. If you need something done, it just gets done. So I, I feel so, you on that. So how smooth of an operator is Sonic the Hedge person? All right. Sonic the Hedge person is fluent in two languages. He's fluent in common, but he's also fluent in teen slang. So combine... I love it. I love it. Combining the teen slang with the folk hero uh, ability of rustic hospitality, no matter who is in this town, whether you're talking about teenage ruffians or just the common folk around, they are going to accept him into their homes. Uh, Like I said about his six stunts, I can use uh, a key point for Step of the Wind, which turns my jump distance doubled. So I can run up a wall with unarmored movement. I can jump twice as high, and then I can use slow fall to fall back down, and then just be sick as hell. Again, my acrobatics is also plus nine, so I can do many spins on the way down. But what's that? Sonic's not just jumping by himself. Sonic has land vehicle proficiency with his skateboard. Oh. oh my god, this argument. What are you arguing? I'm arguing plus two. Now, again, as you know from any of the Sonic games, it is not just a skateboard. It is a hoverboard, so he can use his mobile feet for difficult terrain, so it's not getting stuck in the trucks. It can just go wherever it goes. Plus so two. I'm going to say plus two. Plus two. Handle, handily. Handily. So this is, his, this is all coming into his chaotic cool. So your argument for any situation he's going to handle is just, he's just so stinking cool, he's going to get it. No, Man, you Gary, never know he's what... fluent. He's fluent in cool. Fluent in team slang, just living his chaotic cool life. Can you give us a little bit of team slang? <laughs> yes. Argue, um, argue a plus two in team slang. Oh, man, those, those flips were so lit, I was just floofing all over the place. All right, um... Yeah, great argument. Uh, why don't you why don't you wrap it up? Tell us how Sonic handles things aggressively. Uh, I got to I got to bring it all together. Listen, Sonic has a chaotic, cool exterior. He just wants to party with his friends, make some chili dogs, cook them up with his cooking proficiency. I keep leaving things on the table, and you guys still give me plus two. It's crazy. But he can definitely turn it up with his plus five dexterity. That means he has a plus five to initiative. And as soon as things go badly, he's going to attack with all of his key, all of his key strikes from before, all of his melee damage. I think that he can turn from being cool to being damaging in a second. We were just talking about slow fall, and it's mostly for six stunts. But if someone is attacking him while he's on his hoverboard, he's going to be able to turn it up. I'm going to say plus one. Mm-hmm. You gotta give me something besides just start punching everybody. Yeah, I, I will. I will agree there. Okay. Um, I mean, if you've, if you've got, here, some, I got, it, you've got, I got some, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. I got it. He has cooking proficiency, so he can cook up these chili dogs. But just like that scene in The Princess Bride, he can poison both of them and make them choose which one's the poisonous chili dog. But then when he eats the poisoned chili dog, he can use purity of body and he's immune to poison and everything's fine. 
definitely turning it up. His problem solving is to poison everybody's chili dogs and just be the last man standing. Listen, he's chaotic cool. He's not even he's not chaotic even chaotic cool. good. I can't even do anything about it. No, he, and he takes me. It's the character playing through me. And and Garen, you would eat the chili dog. I know you would. I would eat that chili dog. You'd have me fooled. Yep. Same. Plus Thanks, one. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. Now here's now here's L sucks when when things get <laughs> when things get too rough, you know, like if you saw the movie Frigid, when her sister uh, Alma, and she's like, L sucks, you you gotta let me marry uh, Ham, and she's like, no, you can't get married. You just met this guy, and Alma grabs her glove. L sucks just throws ice everywhere. It explodes out of her, and this plays into her ability, Heart of the Storm. Now, we use part of this in tankiness, but the other part of it is, whenever she casts a spell, every creature within 10 feet takes either, uh, well, would take thunder damage, uh, which would be half of her sorcerer level, so four thunder damage to any creature within four feet. Hey, wait a, hey, wait a second. Didn't we say that thunder damage was just sonic damage? Wait a minute. Are you arguing that Sonic the Hedge person should get the damage because it's sonic damage? I'm saying that Sonic the Hedge person has been helping out Elsux this entire time. <laughs> I like this argument. He's too smooth. I gotta go fast. Sorry. Oh wait, I forgot. Uh, I gotta go quick. <laughs> Deuces. You know those classic Sonic the Hedge person phrases. With his friend kneecaps. <laughs> and um, appendages. Appendages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you plus one because you're obviously better at coming up with knockoff names than I am because I said appendages. <laughs> so I'm going to take the plus one. So here's the deal. This, this last part that we do is called the X Factor. It's not scored, but we'd love to hear why, why someone would want to play Sonic the Hedge Person. This is basically your sales pitch to our four listeners as to why <laughs> you'd want to play Sonic the Hedge Person. I think everyone has had a time where they want to escape themselves. Uh, D&D has an escapist element that's just attractive uh, to someone who maybe doesn't feel that great about themselves at any time. But who would want to be the crazy blue monk, the crazy blue self-loathing cool monk like Sonic the Hedge person who is so chaotic that he's not even on the alignment scale and travels everywhere by hoverboard? You can be a tank, you can do whatever you want, and then you just tell your friends that you're trying to help. You can be obnoxious. You, my bond is with chili dogs and appendages. It's, it, who is this person? You are getting to live out your greatest fantasy by playing out as Sonic the Hedge person. Solid argument. Excellent. Garen, why would somebody want to play L Sucks? Well, L Sucks is not only a noble from uh, the great country of uh, Aaron there. She is also part of a major franchise that is worth millions of dollars sure to see sequels so i mean if you want to be on the winning team if you want to be riding this all the way to the top and if you want to be part of the reason that uh, i pay the bills every day then that's you want to you want to be l sucks you know i can tell that this is a knockoff because it's only millions of dollars and not billions of dollars (laughs) (laughs) no filmation filmation made millions and millions of cents (laughs) <laughs> it was L sucks was a, a roaring success. So drum roll, Garen, what do we have as our final score? Well, I'm pleased to announce with some fantastic arguments and a very bizarre character, Eric, you have defeated us eight to seven in the lab today. That's Woo! my boy! That's yeah. my boy! <laughs> Garen, we're not supposed to let people come in our house and defeat us like that. And so I think next time we should propose the class Eric, can you tell me 
what the chili dog patron would be like as a oh. warlock. Oh my god. The chili dog patron is definitely chaotic evil. Uh, you never know when it's going to strike. It might burn you up inside while giving you uh, the devil's bargain of the sweet cheese and the chili, but you really never know what's going to go bad. The chili god is a vengeful god, and it will get you. And he wins uh, again. So, Garen, Garen, do you just want to give them the show? Yeah, yeah, you guys, yeah, this is your show now. Thank yeah, we're, yeah we, we, we played for pinks. We played for pinks on this show. <laughs> you, guys, you guys just get our show now. All right, we're going to fold D&D Character Lab into the after party where we just talk about the nonsensical shit that I come up with in, in my game and no one else understands what's happening. We have a bunch of nonsensical shit that no one understands anyway, so it's great. That's perfect. It's it. You guys, can, you guys will play weird NPCs. Like we stumble into a, the party stumbles into a meth lab and then there's like two Kenku standing over some opportunities you two. So solid. And I think that's a great plan. Garen, you want to wrap this up? Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much to uh, Eric. And I know Brandon has been hovering around in the background, providing guitars and encouragement <laughs> throughout the, uh, the episode. Uh, this has been a blast. I would love to do this again sometimes and uh, definitely kick your ass next time. Thank you so much. Uh, why don't you guys uh, shout out yourselves one more time? Yeah, please. Thank you. First of all, thank you guys so much. I love rolling up characters and coming up with random stuff. And the fact that I get to share it on this great show is just, uh, it's amazing. Thanks for having me here. Um, I am the Dungeon Master and uh, give the voices of plenty of wacky NPCs on Join the Party, an inclusive, fun, character-driven uh, D&D real play podcast. Please come check us out at jointhepartypod.com. You can find us on Twitter at, uh, at jointhepartypod. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Please find us, go wherever, on your iTunes, on your Pocket Cast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, subscribe, uh, listen up. Just start from the beginning and really just join the party. It's for everybody. And we need guacamole, so please bring some. You always do. It goes bad so fast. Yeah. It just gets brown, and it's just not as good. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, I'm Garen. I'm Dan. And I'm Eric. Remember, it doesn't have to be optimized. It just has to be fun. Have a great week, guys. See you later. This has been a production of the D&D Character Lab Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab. Or shoot us an email at dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app.